to another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, he's Ben, and this week we're joined by a special guest, the host of Wrestling POV, Tony Diaz. Yes, what's Tony, going on? Tony, you're here. Yes. Welcome to the show. Yes, it's been advertised for what, two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> and then you guys were just on my show. Yes, we were. Cool. It was a lot that we talked about. My God, I think we set the record of longest <laughs> podcast this year. Yeah, but, definitely. good. We, we, I think uh, we we had the longest uh, on the first show of the new year. Oh yeah. I yeah, think it was we, like uh, almost. We actually hours. tied you up. Yeah. For for real, like I think <laughs> almost almost to the second we tied you up on that one. Dang. Because as soon as I finished editing, I'm, I messaged Ben. I'm like, yo, check out the time on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Well, we, 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 we talk too much. And I, I, think, <laughs> I think I may have fallen into that trap earlier today. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, it was, but it was a good conversation, though, because there was things going on in wrestling. And... You know, we were all asking each other questions, and, you know, we went off topic a few times, but that's fine. That's how it goes, man. You yeah. know? It's all good shit. <laughs> yep. Wait, I can curse, right? Even though I just cursed? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, oh God. Just, 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 don't, just like your show in the beginning, you are like, trying to, like, keep it where, yeah. without the swearing. That's what we were doing here with the... In the beginning, and then I'm like, yeah, but- you know what? Just do whatever. <laughs> well, Nine times out of ten, it doesn't work out. <laughs> it, 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 did, it didn't last long uh, because Vince and Bruce just pissed me off too much. <laughs> yeah, they know they know me as well. I can't stand Bruce Pritchard. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. we've got Raw, NXT, SmackDown, AEW. And uh, Rampage. Yes, sir. All right, Ben. Um, first of all, how was your week? Is, is your place still in a state of disrepair? Uh, well, no, because the kitchen got done. Oh, good. And uh, my my mom uh, is uh, starting to feel better. Thank God. Uh, you know, major spine surgery is such a bitch. Oh, wow. You know, but it's just... Um, I'm so relieved because she was in so much pain, and I just, I heard her humming today because she was so happy, you know, so that was, it was, it was fantastic. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's so so fun uh, after having surgery. I, I know all about that too well. Oh, I do too, because uh, we, you know... Uh, Tony, in case you didn't know, Elio and I actually have the same disability. That's kind of how uh, this show started to come to be like, when we started talking. Like, hey, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> well, yeah, because so what he, we were doing is in 2018, I was sitting back here. Back here. <laughs> with, my, I, with, <laughs> with my iPad, and I had this app on there called Recordium, and I grabbed the results for Raw and SmackDown, and I started recording myself, like, going through the results. <laughs> and I I didn't like the way it sounded, so I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to leave it for a couple of weeks, whatever. I'm not going to yeah. think about this. 
Then I started thinking about doing a podcast again. So a couple of weeks later, I'm like, I'm going to try this again. And then I met Ben at a wrestling news source. Nice. And uh, he was doing his blogs and he was talking about his disability. So I'm like, and I'm not going to work with any of the people I knew because all of them would want to do things their way. Yeah. So I messaged him and I'm like, you know, what, do you, what are your thoughts on doing a podcast? And so then uh, we uh, got we got on Anchor, which is the app that I use to upload the shows. Yeah. And uh, the the hardest part was they're coming up with a name, so that's uh, where we got the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, Piercing Canella. Yeah. Yes, and it, and it also is like a double thing because, like you know, politically cracked. And we are we are the we are the furthest thing from yeah. politically correct. We're not the PC police. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that came from. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I get I get it. Yeah. And the rest is history, yeah. Yep, and uh, well, we are four years later. Yeah, this is episode wow. one seventy one. No shit. Yeah. Almost as long as uh wrestling POV. I think we've been around almost six years. It'll be six yeah, years. Yeah, since 2016, I believe. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Damn. damn. Because I, I remember when Rick started at Wrestling News Source. Yeah. Because I was covering yeah. I was covering the, the uh, Raw and SmackDown for that. And he did, um, what did he do? I think he was just posting news, and then a couple of times he covered uh, for me. Oh, no shit. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's how yeah. he met you, right? That's how he met me, yep. Yeah. Yeah! Wow, man! And 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 look at look at where we're both at now. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, all good. Yeah. So that's uh, how this show and uh, our first episode. I can't believe that still has the most fifty-two plays. Well, well actually, oh, really? actually, it doesn't now. I looked. Oh. Okay. I, specific, I specifically looked the other day in preparation for this show. Oh. Uh, our 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 most played is um, the um, the road to take over thirty one that had sixty six plays. What? Wow. Yeah. That's dope. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Gracias. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. So, Benny, when did you go out? Or, oh God, I guess. Or do you want me to do it? <laughs> um, actually, the show might be shorter if you do it, and I'll just add my. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, I think I mess around with your uh, with your uh, name there. Exactly. Like what I always do, I always mess around with his name. When he goes on rants, I just play around with his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's very easy to to go on a rant when you're talking about WWE. Right, it can so, happen, yeah. yeah. All right, so I'm going to go with my high points. Uh, this one I didn't bring up uh, was Otis versus Riddle. Okay, wasn't my high point, but I can I can see it. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad? I mean, Riddle getting the win, so that kind of changed things up a little bit, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Different. Ben. So uh, I'll switch up from the high point I had earlier because another one I had was um, Ray versus AJ Styles. 
Yeah. Okay. And Tony? Yeah, I mean, from for me, uh, wait, shit, Austin Theory, uh, just to be a little bit different, Austin Theory versus KO. I mean, we talked about it earlier, too, yep. of the fact that uh, we didn't want to see KO lose against somebody like Austin Theory. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's the, but the thing of it is they're trying to push him at the same time. So it's, it's like, all right, where, you know, you're looking at both sides. It's like you like Kevin Owens, but you want to see fresh meat, so to speak. Yep. And I'm not yep. saying that pervertedly, you know. <laughs> yeah, so it's, oh, it's yeah. like. Oh, yes, you are. We know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, we want something different. We want something new. Here he is. He's right here in front of our face, but then we want him to lose because of who he's facing. You know, so it's like you got to take the good with the bad or yep, the bad yep. with the good. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it was still a good match, though. Uh, just as a fan of Kevin Owens, just didn't like the outcome. But if it's a way to build up Austin Theory, I'm all for it. So are they are they, are they looking at splitting up Owens and Rollins? Yeah, I think they are. Uh, yeah. I think Seth, honestly, uh, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago on my show. But I think is Seth is better by himself. Yeah, the character that he has now, and I've met, and I've said this since I started seeing the change in uh, Seth Rollins. I said, you know, he's reminded me of a little bit of a Joker esque type character. I said this months ago, and now everybody else is saying it. I was like, bro. Yeah. But anyway, he needs to be by himself. He doesn't need anybody anybody else, unless he has, like, remember, what was it? Um, Oh, my God, what were they called? The Stooges. Remember the Stooges? Uh, Patterson and Briscoe? Yeah. That's what what Seth needs. Who's going to do that job? All right. Who have they not been using in the back lately? Who wants to be the the new Stooges? You know what I'm saying? I think then it'll work out just even more better than having Kevin Owens with him and being that, you know, because I'm sorry to say, with the character that Seth has now, with Kevin Owens, it, it's only, for me, it's only going to lessen his character the more right, he hangs right. around with Seth Rollins. You know what I'm saying? Right, so that's what right. I'm saying. If he got some kind of stooches with him, somebody, and, and I feel so bad saying it that way because then it'll discredit people who are in the back that's not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? But get some kind of stooges with him. Start building up that little so-called faction. And it, 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 I think it'll be better off for Seth Rollins. But to have him with KO, is, KO is going to be like a lower level level than Seth. Because Seth is on a different level than KO right now. Yep. Yeah, and um, and I, I honestly, I would love to see the, the feud I want to see Seth in is with Edge. I think that that would be uh, fantastic. Seth and Edge, didn't they, they already did that, though. No. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't they do that on that one WrestleMania? Uh, or, no, I'm sorry, that's Seth and Edge. No, what, what, am I, what am I saying? I'm, no, I'm, I'm talking about Seth and, and Finn Balor. Um, because I think, the, I think the combination of, like, the demon and kind of the Joker... If, Ooh, yeah. Because if if Seth can get just a little bit darker 
and go. I wouldn't say go Heath Ledger, but that's a little too dark. But um, I would say I like go, it. I would like it though. I yeah. would too. I would too. But I don't, I don't see it going to that level given what WWE is now. But but I would say maybe go to a Jack Nick Nicholson level um, with the with the Joker. Uh, I think that'd be cool. I can see I can see it but either one. I can see yeah. either one. But yeah. Right, I mean I would I I would still lean more towards uh the Heath Ledger one. But uh yeah, I can see him doing either one. And I think he'll knock it out of the park. Yeah, I think actually you know what but a few months ago I wouldn't have said Heath Ledger was the best joker, but I actually think Joaquin Phoenix was the best joker. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because because that was so much. Oh, oh, you got it all, man. Good God. I got, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had to tell you how much of a, a Joker mark I am. There's wow. more. I have a whole wall uh, just dedicated to Joker stuff. Wow. And I even have the uh, license plate from the movie Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jared Leto's car that he drove in the beginning. So I bid it on that on an auction, and I won it. I got that hanging up up there, too. Wow. So I got that from the movie. And the only thing I got from Heath Ledger, because that's such a hard freaking uh, memorabilia to get, is Heath Ledger. I only got, like, the $100 bill that he burnt up uh, in that one scene. So I got one of those, so I, I had to hang it up. So I couldn't find nothing on Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, but I got a lot of the movie posters that's up there. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a huge I, Joker fan. I don't know if anybody can know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like this guy, man. He is showing the tattoos and all that shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have movie inspired tattoos yet, but um, but I definitely have a tattoo collection. So, yeah, that's cool. Hey, tattoos is the shit. I think Elio, I think Elio's got a one big back piece, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> if, if Elio got a tattoo, I might pass out live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to send out applications for a new co-host. Oh, well, no. I mean, I, I wake up. Nobody's taking my show for me, goddamn. <laughs> His name is in it. <laughs> this, this is not a hostile takeover. <laughs> Alright, the low points, Tony. Um, I, I hated to have this as the low point, but it was Bianca versus Carbella. Uh, it just didn't make sense to, to have them wrestle. I think maybe this was a filler. I don't know, but at the same I time, I can't, I can't believe they're still doing the mask thing with Carmella. <sighs> that was, it's, you know what? It was so, so long ago. I forgot why she's even wearing it. Like I know she got hurt or whatever with her nose. But I forgot who even did it. Who even did it? I don't even remember. That exactly my point. <laughs> my point exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, for, but for them to have this uh, match with Bianca, to me, just didn't make sense. I'm a huge fan of Bianca Belair, but this wasn't it today uh, on Monday night. So that was my low point. Ben? Like. Mine was uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Angelo. Hawk Dawkins. You didn't like that? 
No, and uh, I'll tell you, you why. Did, but but you didn't get shocked at the fact that Angelo won. I wasn't expecting that. Well, and and I I was to tell you the truth because really, yeah, because like I I used to be a huge Dolph Ziggler guy. Oh no! I I used to be an absolutely massive Dolph Ziggler guy. But the way that the, the way that he has been portrayed is just disgusting. So it's like I can't get invested in, in anything he does anymore. Really? Yeah. You know who was a, a big Dolph Ziggler guy? It was Rick Serrano III. <laughs> and we had bets back in the day, uh, probably when Wrestling POV first started, and we would have WrestleMania bets. And I think two, we did two bets. Well, one bet was that I forgot who was fighting, to be honest, but it was something like if Dolph Ziggler lost, or no, something about Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler turning heel or something like that. And uh, he didn't turn heel or whatever. So what Rick had to do, he had to do a live uh, Facebook on our page and rip one of his precious Dolph Ziggler shirts on air in front of everybody. And he did. The second one, um, I think he had to do it again. He think he had to do it twice. Needless to say, every bet that he had, he lost. So he stopped doing it after like the fifth time. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I'm not betting no more. I haven't won one damn bet, and I'm tearing up my shirts here. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think we, the video is still on Wrestling POV's Facebook page. So if you guys want to check it out and see him do it. He was very dramatic about it, too. I so, saw that one. I see the pain on so his I, face. Yeah. But he was a huge Dolph Ziggler, Mark, and I, I don't think he is anymore. Like, he oh. kind of, like, faded out, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's just like you, you were saying, uh, Tony. Um, for, for those exact reasons that you were mentioning with Rick, I, I can't get into... Um, to Dolph Ziggler, and oddly enough, coincidentally, it's the same thing with um, his tag partner uh, Bobby Roode because mm. he he could be a world champion right now. Roode or Ziggler, both of them. Yeah, but I was I was talking specifically about um, Roode in this case, mm. and it's just. Because to me, it is embarrassing to to look at Rude now and compare him to what he was in NXT. It, it, it is embarrassing. Like like if now granted, granted, uh, you know the money plays a role, and you know if if he's good, then I'm then I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. But but if if I was Robert Rude. I would hate to end my career in a tag team with the Dirty Dogs. I, I just. But let me let me ask you a question though. With all the recent cuts that they had, right? Yeah. Releasing yeah. everybody and this and that, and part of their new criteria is they don't want nobody over a certain age. Now, if you're a female, they don't want you over like 26 or something like that. So they're trying to change a lot of their dynamics and who they're hiring. 
Robert Roode is over 40 years old, and he, they still did not cut him. So they obviously see something in him. He's not asking for his release. Uh, so he's probably making good money, I'm, I'm assuming. He's got to be towards the end of his career. So, I mean, would it be safe to say the situation that he's in right now with the Dirty Dogs, you know, maybe that's going to be his best bet? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, but from everything I saw in Impact Wrestling and then NXT, it just seems and like I, And I totally get that. I totally understand your point, but I'm just saying, you like, right now he's almost, I mean, he's got to be towards the end of his career, right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're not operating on the Ric Flair timeline anymore. <laughs> so. But but my my thing is is that okay, he's got to be towards the end of his career. Where like let's just say, if he's about to be done with wrestling, I guess would another what would he do at a, in another promotion? Though? You know what I'm saying? Like if he goes to AEW, what's he gonna do there? They they got their stars already. I don't think he would fit in at all. No, and and, and you're exactly right. the the best um, The best path for him, I guess, would be going back to Impact. But then again, you know, what I mean, and and I I don't want this to come off like I'm being a smartass or anything like that. But I am absolutely floored. That impact still exists. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I think everybody on this planet thinks that way too. <laughs> I, I just I don't understand it. I don't either. Yeah. I mean, I, like I'm not too familiar with Impact. I mean, obviously I know who they are. I've seen their shows and this and that. But like I know it's not called TNA no more. So it's called Impact Wrestling. They got, you know, they're still throwing shows, obviously. You would think, though, during the pandemic, that <laughs> these guys wouldn't be existing anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I I expected them to be where ROH is. Hmm. Yeah. Because I got to tell you, and this pains me to say, because I literally live 20 minutes away from ROH, from ROH headquarters. Really? Uh, yeah, and they are literally in my backyard. Um, I don't think that they're coming back. No? I, I, actually, I, I, actually, I read something about there. I really don't. There's going to be an ROH pay-per-view in April. Super I thought ROH was done. That's what I thought. But I was reading that there's going to be a pay-per-view in April. Super card of honor. Well, if it's in, if it's in Baltimore... I guess you're going to be at that show. <laughs> it's going to be me. I, I was at, I was at, um, I, I was at the last one. Um, well, not, not the last one because my dad was out of town, but the one before that. Um, and it was, it was, it was awesome. But, you know, they had a crowd, and it was a pretty decent crowd. So the fact that they're still not doing crowds at TV. Now, why why is that, though? I, I don't know. I honestly, I can't Because Impact's out. not doing crowds either, right? Right, exactly. So, that see, that's what I don't understand. They're not doing crowds, but WWE is and AEW is. Ring of Honor, I'm not Ring of Honor, sorry. 
Uh, New Japan, they they have crowds in there, in there, right? Well, the the only thing that I can think of, just knowing knowing the the government in my area, I I know that um, Baltimore City was very um, very strict with uh, with the mass policy and the um, the indoor crowd policy. And that only just lifted a matter of a week ago. They only just now lifted the mass mandate. So maybe that will bring them back. Um, but, but I just, I really hope so. Because I, I really like ROH. Um, but, but yeah, imp- Impact, I don't know what, I don't know what they're going to do. The fact that they still exist is a modern miracle. Well, I think because our wage and impact are working together and doing an invasion in the storyline. AEW already did that. I mean, the, the thing is, like, like the only company that benefits from these mergers is Impact. And 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 you know, if if you guys disagree with me on my next point, I would love to hear your. Um, your retort, I'll give this in real quick. It's just, I couldn't figure out why, um, why Mickey James was in the rumble with impact. Um, uh, you know, unless, unless WWE has so little depth now with all those releases, like the fact that she was in the rumble was absolutely ridiculous. to me. Okay. So here's, here's my answer to that. Uh, when she was released, they I don't want to say that WWE did her dirty. It was Mark Carano who did her dirty by sending her her stuff in a trash bag. Okay? Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. Once, they, once WWE found out, and I'm sorry to say, regardless if you like Mickey James or not, that's still not a way to handle business once you release a certain person. Okay. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Mickey James, and, and you don't treat people like that. No. But the thing of it is, I you know, and I watched Total Divas here and there back in the day, and every time they showed Mark Carano, I was just like, this dude, there's something about him. Like, he's got an ego trip, or he thinks he's the shit, or whatever. I never liked the guy anyway. So to hear that they fired him because of that, I was like, that was the right thing to do. Because that's something you'd never, especially to a legend, in my opinion, in Mickey James. Okay? Uh, absolutely. There's no argument. She definitely is a legend, for sure. So for them to invite her back, I just think that was a lot. I think it had a lot to do with the respect thing. To let her know, listen, you know, hey, you want to bring, the, you want to wear the belt to the ring? Okay, that's fine. Uh, we still got, you know, by according to what we go by, you know, we can't say Impact Wrestling, but we'll say Impact Champion or Knockouts Champion or whatever. They can't say, what was the other word? There was a couple other words they said they couldn't say. But still, just the fact of them bringing her back out as, as a sign of respect, you know, because even Vince called her personally and apologized. So what does that tell you? You know what I'm saying? But See, to bring I, I, back, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, he called when he found out he called her personally to apologize. Um, 
But to bring her back, I just think it was more of a respect thing. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, yeah. uh, we fucked up, so yeah, you could No, it was it was because, you know what? We fucked up. We admitted it. You, it hey, we would love to have you back. And Mickey did his, uh, this probably a very smart thing, which was, all right, you want me back? You want me in this rumble? I want to play my theme, my entrance music, and I will be coming out with the team, with the knockouts championship. Okay, yeah, and, and, and that was that was smart on her part. To your point, but but you know what? I wanted to bring this up, and I always keep forgetting. A lot of people are complaining about the Royal Rumble as far as who's who won. Okay, Ronda won. Everybody's up in the uproar. Brock won. Everybody's up in the uproar. But what? Everybody tends what they're leaving out, and it's not fair to Mickey James, is that Mickey James did so-called uh, broke down the forbidden door. Even though it was done before with Dan Severn, with, when he brought, brought the uh, NWA title on Raw, it was done before. But to have it done again, but this time with a woman and Mickey James to do it, nobody's given credit to that. And that, that kind of pissed me off a little bit, you know, because everybody's knocking the Royal Rumble of the fact of who won, but forgetting the fact of, but what, look at what Mickey James just did. Okay. Yeah. They fucked it, you know, and, and, and you can't, it wouldn't be fair to say WWE did her wrong because it was Mark Carano that did that. Yes. He was employed by them. But my thing is, is that if, if Vince was okay with that, he would have never called her to apologize. But the, just the simple fact that he called her personally to say, yo, hey, you know, I deeply apologize. You know, that person was fired. And to do to that extent, to that length, it said something, you know. But I'm just yeah, a little yeah. upset that people are taking away the fact that Mickey James did break, still broke down that wall or that door with the TNA. I mean, come on, with the Knockouts Championship. When... It's been so long since we've seen anything like that, and they did it, and they owed her that, and they honored that, and and it's being taken away because people are so pissed off of who won. So, yeah, well, that, that's a that's a good point for sure. We were still on Raw, wasn't we? Yeah, we were still on Raw. <laughs> I, my, my, I have my, I have another little point that I forgot. I totally completely forgot about was the, the academic challenge to the scooter race. You didn't like that. It was spread out throughout Raw, man. I don't know. I just uh, I, you yeah. like that? No, really? I, no, I don't know. Just I I can, I can deal with with the scooter race better than I can deal with the spelling bee. <laughs> I, I I just like uh, how Gabe, what Gabe, the way uh, Gable was on the mic during the spelling bee. Yeah. <laughs> with the shush and his thank but, you. But you. You didn't like the part with um um I think was it Omas and he they were trying to get a drink or whatever and then Riddle looks at him and he goes you got pretty eyes. <laughs> 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 it's like out of all things to say to a seven foot. Freaking giant! That's what you tell her. This. Oh my God. Good Lord! I would have been like, "Please don't eat me." <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I, I thought it was okay. You know what? And I'll be honest, I was not looking forward to seeing that the whole scooter challenge thing. But as it went on, I was just like, "Okay, this is funny." 
It was, it was entertaining. I was entertained. Well, I'm see, I want to see what they do this week. It, it, aren't they doing something? Um, um, oh, oh, I shit. forget what they, they said. I. Yeah. It's, they're doing another challenge, but yeah. I, I forgot what it was. I just want to see how this one goes. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, Ben, you want to do NXT? Oh, God. Nah, just because I, I know how much you love it. Let, okay. All right, let me let me uh, pull let me pull this up again. Um, yeah, let me just pull it up again. AEW, you, you this is where you you can play a Jeopardy theme or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> help, help help me fill up airtime. Uh, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll help you fill up airtime. Hold on, you want me? actually? You know what? I can get. Seriously, Elia. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. I got it. How do you spell Jeopardy? Oh my God. J e o p a r d y. Thank you. <laughs> you won the academic challenge. <laughs> you did better than Otis. <laughs> okay, right, I wait, got here it. You go. I got it. While he's waiting. <laughs> Well played, sir. We should have you on the show more often. <laughs> Wait, we gotta play the last part because then that way is a good segue for you to get in. So here you go. There we go. See? Okay. You go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, high point for me uh, was Diamond Mine versus Imperium. Uh, one of one of the things that I uh, found very interesting was that the crowd throughout that match was chanting Walter. <laughs> um, now, I, now I, I'm very curious about that because everybody agrees that Gunther is a bad idea, whether it's after a Nazi or not. I know they took that off, you know, how, and how that got past them in the first place. Yeah, because That's news is that one Nazi dude, yeah. Because all it takes is a Google search, and you can invo- you can avoid all this embarrassment. Like you were waiting for a Jeopardy theme, and within two seconds, I got you guys a Jeopardy theme. How come they can't look up Gunther Stark <laughs> and realize the dude was a Nazi boat captain? What the right? Fuck? <laughs> yeah. So so awesome awesome match. But shout out to that crowd because. I'm wondering if they keep doing that, are they going to switch the name back? I, I don't think they will. Well, I don't, I, I, will. I don't think so either, but it, it's it's interesting because, you know, how how are they going to trademark Walter? Because that's his actual name. Yeah. And, and, and shout out to him for not letting him do that. You know, yeah. I, I, I mean, I understand wanting to own intellectual property but when part of somebody's name is their actual name i you know it's just a little much yeah yep 
And then um, low point was uh, Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez versus um, Cor- Cora Jade with the special actress or special honors to uh, Wendy Chu. <laughs> what, what the hell Tony, is that? Tony, is he giving you a look? Like, oh, uh, you just went there. I like Wendy too. You just went there. <laughs> what do you What do you like about the gimmick, Tony? Because I'm I'm missing it here. It's different. They're not playing to the typical stereotype where they have an Asian person playing a ninja. Or playing uh, like what what I mean though I do like um, uh, Zia Lee's gimmick I do like it but it's still isn't that playing to to the stereotype you know what I'm saying Yeah but and, yeah but WWE has a history of doing that I mean just and look they at do the, look at they the do Mexicals for God's sake I was just about to say that look at the Mexicals what they did with them you know but to see Wendy Chu in this different type we've never seen this thing before but. So I'm willing to give it time, put it that way. Um, if I get bored with it or, or if it starts getting ridiculous, then I'll, I'll be the first to admit, all right, it's not working anymore. But right now, I dig it. I like, I, I like Wendy, too. I do. I, I like Wendy, too. Uh, and, and you know what else is working for me, uh, Tony, is, is your addition of, the little, of your little friend here. You, you, yes. Uh, and you, and you know what her name is? Co-host. What is that? Her, her name is Bailey. We gave her a wrestling. Oh. So her oh. name is Bailey. And what we did when the day she was, we had her, she, we had her. I mean, she was two weeks old when we had her. And uh, we put her, because she, she's very smart. And uh, we I did a Photoshop of her with Bailey's entrance, and I tagged Bailey on it, and she liked it. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this we, she's named after Bailey Bailey. Right, Bailey? <laughs> oh, she she's adorable. She's yeah, she's precious. She's I, I am I am such a dog person. I just had to give you the shout out. Oh yeah, I, I am too. I am too. <laughs> but she's spoiled too. <laughs> well, well, if you don't spoil your dog, what are you doing? You know, true. that's that's what I always say. It's true. She's my best friend. As I'm as I'm leaning down and petting my thirteen year old. <laughs> In the dog show. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all good. It's all good. So, um, Elio, did you have uh, did you have low points and high points? Uh, my high points, I gave you two spots of Chumper Braun Breaker match. And, um, That's the, your low point? No, that was my high point. Oh. <laughs> no, my, no, my, no, my low point was Saray versus Kayla Inlay or whatever her name was. Eight. Hey. I thought it was Kayla. Kayla, Kayla Inley or something. Yeah, yeah, that was my little point. But but why? Um, and 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 this is not a criticism. This is an honest question. Why did they choose to repackage Saray? Um, I don't think it was really a repackage. No, she's still doing the same. Because she comes out the same. Yeah. It's, the only difference is that she, it looks like she's wearing some kind of schoolgirl outfit before she goes into the ring, and then all of a sudden she's into her normal gear, 
and the, the medallion that her grandmother gave. Like, they're trying to give a backstory to Saray now where they didn't give her one before, but I don't see no difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's, it's very it's very uh, off-putting. Yeah. I mean, I, I have hope for her. I do, but I don't see no difference. It's just just the medallion that her grandmother gave her. Yeah, and, uh, you know, somebody, somebody who is booking NXT needs to go to school. You know, not... Seven done. Right? <laughs> I, oh, God. You know... You know, we were joking around about Kevin Dunn and his camera cuts and his, you know, it's bad. Whatever else, I have I have a, a legitimate headache every time I watch mm-hmm. WWE TV Be- yep. because what what I've what I've taken to doing now because there are two major aspects of production that annoy me uh, that the camera cuts and the commentary. Yeah. Minus minus Pat McAfee. I can I can I, I really do like Pat McAfee. But yeah. like I'll watch the show on, on mute and, and you know, I have to I have to be doing something else while I'm watching Raw because if I have my if I have my eyes to the screen the entire time, I, I get headaches because of the camera cuts. Yeah. I, I don't no, I agree with you. We we com- complain about that all the time on the show. Yep. So much so he's in our personal book. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't see him coming out anytime soon either. But when I heard he's over at NXT now, I was like, oh Jesus. Let, let me can I ask you guys a question? Let yeah. me ask you guys. Go ahead. Because you were mentioning about uh commentary. Do you guys I mean, first of all, I don't mind um uh Wade Barrett and that other guy. Mm-hmm. But I liked it when Beth Phoenix was there. Do you guys agree or disagree with that? I absolutely agree. I, yeah, I like her when she Beth was very, She was very, very good. And she added, she added like something to the commentary. It, it, yeah, she, it was something different that she added to that to yep. the to the commentary team, and I liked it. So, I mean, I kind of knew when she said that she was leaving. I was like, that's because they're getting ready to do the angle with the Miz and Maurice. Now that it's over, I'd say bring her back. Yeah, I'd say bring her back. You know. Yeah. That was my question. <laughs> yeah, we're good. So, uh, did you did you already give your your high points and low points, Tony? No, I did not. Okay, being your uh, what mine's is the toxic attraction promo. Um, I don't want to completely bash it because those are three pretty damn good looking women there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you catch my drift, you know, but I couldn't stand behind this promo, though. It was a little difficult for me. I mean, throughout the show, they were showing how uh, Kaylee Ray is going after her and this and that throwing spaghetti on her and all this. Stuff. That's not what you do to your champion, even though Kaylee Ray is a bad bitch. That's still not what you do to your champion. And and the, the one thing WWE does a lot is they'll do shit like that to their champion. It's like, no, that's your champ. You don't treat them like that. Uh, if you're going to do a chicken shit thing like that, don't do that. 
that's humiliating to, to, to your champion. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was my low point. And my other low point I had, too, was uh, Carmelo with Trick. It's an, I'm just so done with that dude. And Trick is ruining yeah. Carmelo. He doesn't need Car- – Carmelo doesn't need Trick. And Trick I, is so green, and yeah. I, he just doesn't need to be with him. You don't. And I, I didn't, I didn't mention this aspect when, um, when we were talking about it earlier today. Um, but the, the, uh, another thing that I don't like about about Trick and the Carmelo thing is it kind of reminds me of like you know Flavor Flav and Public Enemy, but like a, <laughs> a, like a very bad version of that. <laughs> a very bad version because I'd rather listen to Public Enemy than Trick any day. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, but I so, get what you're saying, yeah. I, I'm not nagging public enemy, but it's um, it's almost like they want a trick to be flavor wave. And, yeah, the hype know, guy, right? Yeah, and, and Carmelo doesn't need a hype guy. He doesn't. Because, I'm sorry, it was just so annoying. Every time Carmelo was talking the last word, then Trick would repeat what he just said. It's like, bro, we hear him. Shut up. Because we he don't doesn't need you to repeat what he's saying. Whatever he doesn't know how to do anything else. And he can't wrestle either. I'm sorry. No, he can't. I've can't. seen his matches. I'm like, I'm not impressed at all. Not impressed at all. No. Uh, I'll go to my high point. Uh, my high point that I had uh, also along with Imperium versus Diamond Mine, I had uh, Braun Breaker and Champa versus Legado de Fantasma. I liked it. Um, the only thing I just don't like is... The fact that Legato is losing. Uh, they're a good faction. Keep them yeah. strong. But then again, it's yeah. gonna, I'm going to yeah. sound like a hypocrite because there you have your champion facing them, and, and they're going to lose to them. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's catch-22, I guess. But at yeah. the same time, yeah. then have somebody else instead of Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker didn't really need to be in this match, but it looks like they're going to do Braun Breaker versus um, – uh, Santos Escobar. That's her. That's funny. It says his name, right? Yeah. Wait a minute. Okay. That's yeah. what I thought. I'm freaking bugging out here. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but to have it done this way, I don't know. I just, I love the match. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think Braun Breaker needed to be there. They need to start making Legato stronger now, I guess. I don't think that, that Braun Breaker needs to be with Tommaso Ciampa. I, 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 I Why under, are they still doing that, you know? I understood it because, um, you know, Tommaso went over and did a very classy thing with uh, with Rick Steiner. Yeah. So from, from that perspective, you know, one week, you know, give your boy the rub, you know, but I, no, no. <laughs> Just no. But see, they didn't even show that on TV, what Tampa well, did with his dad. You had to see it all over the Internet. You know, that's something that you show on TV. And, yeah. you know, a lot of this will start making sense why Tampa is still around. Braun Breaker. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, it goes back to what we were saying earlier, logic and continuity. Yeah. It just some of the simple things just go over the head and it drives me insane. Yeah. But that was my high point and low point, or low point and high point. All right. All right. Do you want me to do Dynamite or you want to take AEW? 
You you can take AEW and I'll take I'll take uh, SmackDown and Rampage for you if you like. All right. <clears throat> so let's see for AEW, my high points. Again, I gave it to Death Triangle versus House of Black. I I just love that uh, House of Black and I love that entrance that they have. It's awesome. Yeah, but we got you know I forgot to mention this earlier on the show, but. Um, do you know that Alistair Black really, like, sticks to this character? And what I mean by that was that he was seen outside, you know, like he was at a store, and he still wears that white fucking contact. He doesn't paint his face black, but he at least still wears that white contact. Oh, wow. Did you know that? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I didn't wow. know that. Yeah. And, and every, that, like, someone took a picture of him with it. You know, obviously, you know, when they saw him out in the store, and they're like, Fucking Alistair Black, I mean um, Malachi Black, stays with this gimmick even outside. Like nobody's filming this dude, and he's still <laughs> walking around with at least one eye contact. That's dedication. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it really is. Sue, <laughs> that is straight up dedication. Loved it. But no, they're a good. They're a good faction, man. They are. I, um. Who would you put in there? You said because you were saying that there should be a third guy, and that's it. Who would you put? Yeah, in there? I, and that they need—they just need to be at three, no more than that. Um, I, I don't know. I honestly, Brody King fits in well. He fits in very well with it. Who a third person would be? I don't know. Maybe that's a good question to ask uh, the people in the interwebs. You know, who who could be a good well, third person to fit in? Well, I, I have an idea for that. Okay. Uh, Vinny Marsiglia. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Who's that? Vinny Marsiglia. He's an ROH. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I guess start watching yeah. ROH. Because he's a uh, he's uh, one of those guys like really big horror film fan and he's oh got, really? Like, all, he's got all the dark tattoos and stuff. Yeah. No shit. So Ooh. I think he's uh, perfect. His tattoos are insane. Yeah. I mean, they are, like, wow. You know, like, a lot of, you know, if you'll allow me to, to just have a personal vent for a minute. Or, what was his name again? I just want to look him up while you're doing your vent. Vinny, Vinny Marcellia. His last name is M-A-R-S-E-G-L-I-A. Okay, I got it. All right, go ahead. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> He would fit in. That's no, for sure. Like, like those are dope tattoos, but like, like wow. can we just can we just acknowledge how bad wrestling tattoos are? Like they are <laughs> terrible. Whoa, what's this mask he's got on? Yo <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. yeah, that's that's awesome. Yep, yeah. that's it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh my god, he would fit in perfect. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm a fan. <laughs> See, now, now I just scored extra Pirani points because I, I introduced <laughs> him to somebody I didn't know. Wow, I'm impressed. I ain't going to lie. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, but this is dope. Look at that. Yeah, yeah that, that is that's, dope. That's awesome. God. Wow, I gotta start following this dude. 
I didn't mean to cut you. <laughs> I know you want to do your rant, but holy shit, I'm impressed. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go on Twitter right now and make sure I'm following him too. I think I am. Uh, but um, but yeah, man, I think he would be a perfect fit. And then um, in terms of uh, high points and low points, um, I really liked uh, MJF and uh, CM Punk. I, I thought that was done well. And then... Um, low point, um, what would I have as my low point? I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't really like it too much, uh, this week, just in terms of Dynamite. Um, I would, I would give a low point to Nyla Rose versus, uh, Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I don't know what your thought process is on Nyla, but I just I don't see her as a major star. I don't see her as a draw of any kind. And um, uh, you know, it's just ever since she injured Chris Satlander, I'm like, can we get her out of here, please? Because uh, I'm 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 not interested. So anything. Anything Nyla Rose related, you know, I just, you know, is an automatic mute. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, yeah. Here, Here's my thing as far as uh, Nyla Rose goes. Um, Rose goes. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> Now, <laughs> but here's here's the thing, and and I'm not trying to stir up anything when I'm making these comments, but we all know she's a transgender uh, person. She was transitioning from man to woman. Um, yeah. There's a lot of um, people who who say. She should not be wrestling women because she's still technically a man. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing going on right now, especially in MMA, uh, with Fallon Fox, who's transitioning from a male to female, is out there and fighting females and breaking their face and this and that. It's, it's pretty crazy. Well that, well, that is ridiculous. It is. I, I've had I've had this exact. Uh, conversation with with my godfather, as a matter of fact, and and the thing is, with 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 wrestling, I am I'm I'm not okay with Nyla Rose wrestling women, but th- this is this is the counter that I would I would make to you, as long as the women know that she's a man. But like they said, all do. I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful fashion. No, no, I know you didn't. I know you didn't. But I, to go off of what you're saying, I think if the women don't mind, then it's it's fine with me. But I do. There is a difference, and I'm sorry if anybody disagrees. That's that's fine. You can even email me if you like to take it. If you want to take on a personal level, but as far as structure goes. Men are basically stronger than a woman. Okay, there's so many times, and I'm heavy-handed. 
I'm very heavy-handed. When I would do chops when I'd wrestle, I had one of the hardest chops going around when I was wrestling. And people hated me for doing it. So men, we, as men, we are built structurally different than a female. So when, when Nyla's out there wrestling, and, and like I said, I don't want to sound like that type of person, but she, sometimes she may go overboard. You know what I'm saying? Because she is strong. Okay? Yeah. But if I'm hearing from female wrestlers that, you know what? No, she handled me perfectly. She's okay. She's not. Then I say I'm all in for it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have their differences, but we shouldn't have to walk on eggshells as far as critiquing how she wrestles because she's a transgendered person. Because if we say we don't like her wrestling and she's green, like I'll say it straight up. When she started wrestling, she is she was green. I saw it. If you guys don't know what the term green is, please just look it up in wrestling terms. But she has started to improve, and I'll give her that. But yeah. you can't get on me just because I'm saying, "Oh, I didn't like the match" or whatever. Don't come. Don't go assuming the reason why I'm saying that is because she's transgender. That's not fair. That's not and, a fair analysis, you know. And I, I 100% agree with you. And, um, you know, you, you and I would have a very fascinating conversation in terms of oh, the, yeah. M- the MMA stuff with yeah, uh, yeah. Fallon Fox because, to me, that is an entirely different level of, of bullshittery. Even though, even though it's yep. along, even though it's along the same lines as a, a Nyla Rose. Wrestling is yeah. is entirely different than than MMA because at least in wrestling you're consciously trying to protect your opponent. Exactly. Um, yeah. Whereas in MMA, Fallon Fox can just straight up kill these it's these, different these story. four women. It's a different story. But that but but to go off of that, that was my issue with Nyla Rose in the beginning because I've never seen her before. I, don't, I didn't know what her history was. I didn't know how long she'd been wrestling for and all this other shit. So I don't know. But I have seen quite a few times where it seemed like it was over, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like being too rough. Oh, and it's absolutely. still like, you absolutely. know, uh, you know, it, it, it's the fine line. And to determine or not determine, sorry, but to, like if we criticize her match, and say, hey, it wasn't that great. And I've said it many times, her matches aren't that great. But I've also said, if it was a good match, I've also said, actually, she did pretty good in this match. But the minute I say that, you're going to throw in my face, oh, you're only saying that because she's transgender? No, I'm saying that as a wrestling point of view. I'm watching her wrestling. You want, And that's what we do this for. We're critiquing everything, you know, or just about everything in wrestling. So you can't, you know, just... Call us something else just because she's transgendered? No. Well, well we got to walk on eggshells now, you know. Well, no, and 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 with me, I in in my own personal life, I think I am, I think I am a, so anti walking around on eggshells with people because mm-hmm. because of the fact that I'm in a wheelchair and I have very specific challenges that that people wouldn't think of unless I said unless I said hey th- this is a problem right 
and but because of the way that I grew grew up with these specific challenges, I hate walking around on eggshells because it makes people treat me different when they feel they have to do that. And I'm yeah. like, no, oh, no, I no. don't. You you know damn well already of uh, being on the show. I didn't treat you different. I don't treat Elio different. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. In, oh, the, I same, don't in, in the same vein as Nyla Rose, it's like, oh god, yeah. please. Yeah. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. We're totally talking get. about wrestling. We're not talking politics here. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Nope. It's true. This is not a moral soapbox. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wish Twitter would learn that lesson. Yeah. But uh, did anyone, anyone else not give their high points, low points with uh, AEW, or are we done with that? No, we, we won't. We have to move on to Tony. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll do it real quick. Um, I, oh, jeez, we were just talking about it, too. But my low point was Nyla Rose and Ruby Soho. <laughs> it's something about that match, I was just like, I, w- I just wasn't into it. I'm hearing um, conflicting stories on Ruby also, that she's not happy about her situate her her run with AEW right now, so they threw well, maybe I, they, I don't well, know. Well, I'm not either, and and here's and here's the other thing that I that I found interesting. Small little detail, but I'm a, I'm a music guy, so I I found this very interesting. So they had Lars Fredrickson, yeah, in attendance, they but nobody him, knew who he was. <laughs> I did. Oh, I did too. I did too, but that's the thing. Maybe a handful of people did. <laughs> you know, but but it's just like if you're gonna show him on camera, you know, you can't have her lose. You know, yeah. maybe that, maybe that's a little weird, but Lars Fredrickson, for those of you that don't know, is a is a massively successful musician with Rancid. Yeah. They heard song. Fantastic artist, my God. Um, he was actually on the uh, CM Punk DVD years back, uh, Best in the World. Um, you know, lifelong wrestling fan. But see, but that's the difference, though, between AEW and WWE. In WWE, if they would have showed him there, they would have at least put on there who he was. So people can be like, oh, he's a musician. And then the commentators would have said, hey, it's so-and-so that did uh, Ruby's music. Did they do that in AEW? They didn't. Uh, Nothing. So that could have been just a freaky-looking fan going uh, rubbing up all on Ruby. Nobody knew. (laughs) You know, like, I knew who he was. I knew who he was right away. I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. But no graphic, no nothing from the commentary. It's like they just, I think they just said his name maybe. And but nothing of the scene of well he's from Rancid da, 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 nothing so I'm like Jesus Christ right. you know and and for for all those people that that are so AEW over the moon fanboys you know, we call them how great it is what, what, I'm sorry what'd you say I said we call them fanboys on my show <laughs> yeah AEW fanboys like, like I'm I'm a fan but I'm not above. I'm not above, you know, saying, okay, this they did this wrong. Yeah, no, I agree with you, too. I, I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm with you right there. 
But uh, real quick, though, my that was my low point. But my high point was uh, I'll give it to MJF versus CM Punk. It was a good matchup. thought it was cool. Yeah. And uh, with that, we'll, we'll be right back with um, with the next review for, for SmackDown. Right. So that's all we have for AEW then. Absolutely. And uh, I I am on to uh, SmackDown. Yep. Um. Highs and lows. I really, um, I really enjoyed the uh, Paul Heyman and uh, Roman Reigns segment. Um, you know, because I thought it was, I thought it was masterful. Um, the coup they pulled off against uh, Lesnar. I, I saw it coming a mile away, um, but that doesn't mean the execution wasn't uh, fantastic. Um. So that will always get uh, a high point for me. Uh, low point was uh, was Ridge Holland versus Ricochet, uh, and then um, and then right and then right piggybacking off of that, they did it again. Why? <laughs> why are you having a ninety second match only to turn it into a tag team match? Yeah. I mean, good God! It's like the Teddy Long special. Play a play a play <laughs> I don't want to play a this game anymore. <laughs> tag team match, player. I, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 can we can can we please uh, talk about talk about one more low point? I'm begging you. Okay. okay. <laughs> Aaliyah versus Natalia. What are they doing with this Guinness Book of World Records for Natalia and this three point oh, one yeah. and this three point one seven gimmick for Aaliyah? Nobody on planet Earth, unless they, unless they are smoking that good good shit. <laughs> would, would possibly compare Aaliyah to someone called Steve Austin. Stop. Now, before before any of you nerds in the wrestling verse, you know, go off on me. No, I'm not comparing Aaliyah to someone called Steve Austin, you fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 like, I just... Anytime Natalia comes on my screen... It's like it's like taking Nyquil. I, I'm, I, I don't Damn. care. And, 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 well. and it's the same with with Aaliyah based on what they're doing to her. Yeah. So, um, what what were your high points and low points, Tony? Uh, mine's was uh, the Natalia versus Aaliyah, but the thing of it is, I'm a fan of Aaliyah. I'm I just not a fan of this. You I, know what I'm saying? And I, I am in the exact same boat. So, yeah, that that was my low point. My high point was uh, New Day versus Los Lotharios. Um, the only thing, the gripe I have with this is that it, it's New Day. And it's like you're trying to boost up the Lotharios. It's why have them go through this they should start do- if you if you want these guys dominating have them dominate but not not like this but it was still a good match either way i like this team i really like this team it's a good yeah. team 
But but um, and maybe we didn't bring this up earlier today. But you, you, you think maybe they had New Day versus Los Lotharios because they have such a weak tag team division? It it could very well be. It could very well be. And that's nobody's fault but their own. You know what I'm saying? It's nobody's fault yeah. but their own. So Exactly. Yeah. But those that those are my high and lows. Elio, what you got, buddy? So mine for me, uh yeah, New Day and Los Lotharios are my is my high point and um the Drew McIntyre segment was my low point. Mm. Why why? I don't know, it's just Drew McIntyre still because he's still with this Baron Corbin and Mad Cat Moss stuff. Uh, yeah. 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 I, no, I agree with you with that. My thing is, okay, about this whole thing with Drew McIntyre, very good talent, but I think he needed, he really needed to go away for about a month or so, maybe longer. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I'm sorry, nothing against him, but he was carrying WWE for a while during this pandemic. When they had no fans and everything, he was li- literally carrying them. And the momentum that he had before this pandemic started went away when the pandemic started, if that makes sense. Now, him trying to get that back, it's like, I thought he, honestly, I thought he was going to be gone for a while because he was supposed to have cert- neck surgery. And then he shows up at the Rumble, and then now he's oh, doing this oh. shit with Corbin and. Mad well, Cat Moss. Yeah. Well, well uh, on on one end, I am extremely relieved that he doesn't have a serious neck injury. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I was I was pleasantly surprised by that. Um, but you know, you're you're exactly right because um, you know I I remember the promos that he was that he was cutting, um, you know before. Before and even during the pandemic, you, you know, where he was like, you know, my family's related to, to Davy Crockett. Let me tell you a story about my. Oh my God, my God, they're doing Davy Crockett and Braveheart. It's going to kill me now. And yeah. it's just, I don't need that. And, and Drew McIntyre doesn't deserve that. Because. I yep. truly, I truly believe that Drew McIntyre is is extremely talented, and and I would even go as far as to tell as to argue that he could be on the same level as a Roman Reigns. Yeah. If if he he was booked properly, I now I I understood this, but I did not like the way that he was booked when he was actually feuding with with. Roman, yeah, and, and then and then they did that segment. And they completely blew off Drew McIntyre. Um, Let me ask you a question, though. Let me ask you a question. Do you like a heel Drew or a babyface Drew? Which would you prefer? Um, a heel. Yeah, I think I think he plays Elio? it. Yeah, I, I like him better as a heel. Yeah, no, I do too. Look at that. See, we're in unison with this. <laughs> yeah, we were in unison a lot today. Yeah, we were, weren't we? Holy shit. <laughs> but no, I just want to know, because I, I think, 
I've always said this in, on my show when I would talk about, you know, my wrestling experience. It, I always said it, it's so much harder to be a baby face in wrestling than it is to be a, a, a heel. It's so much easier to be a heel. It's easy. I hate you. I don't like you. <laughs> don't touch me. Ew. You're nasty. <laughs> it's easy to be a baby face. You got to convince these people to like you. You got to convince them to cheer for you. So yeah. to have, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it does take two. So when you're in that ring with a baby face or heel, you guys got to compliment each other. My thing is with Drew, I just, I just have this thing where it just, uh, they're trying to do too much with him. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I, yeah. That's what I just think. As a heel, it's so much easier. He looked like a fucking badass with that long jacket and just that mean grill on his face. Didn't talk a lot either. I, I don't, <laughs> nothing against him talking, but he didn't talk that much, and he was still intimidating. Yeah, and that's absolutely. what I like about. Him. And um, and and pardon me, but. Uh, but I'm, I'm unfamiliar since I'm just meeting you today. Uh, what is what is some of your um, wrestling background? I did not know that. Oh, I, yeah. I wrestled for about 20 years all over the place. And uh, at one point back in the mid-90s, uh, it, I was part of a huge indie promotion called New Breed Wrestling, NBW. And we were taking over the world, man. And everybody loved us because they considered us the next ECW. Uh, so I had tryouts with ECW. I did tryouts with WWE and WCW at, at one point. Um, well, what, what were you known as? Like, what was your name? At the time, I was known as Tony Militia. And uh, I was. And then as my career went on, I did a prison gimmick where uh, myself and another partner in ECW was supposed to start there, but it never panned out, so I just still took the gimmick. <laughs> okay cool and 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 no i know we're going off again but this is just <laughs> an, an, an interesting conversation for me so uh, given that you that mbw is trying to be the next ecw what do you yeah. think of what do you think of a gcw or a company like that coming in and trying to replicate man you know what i watched that pay-per-view i did too oh. and i I was disappointed. I thought it was horrible. I was somewhat disappointed because a lot of the AEW stars were there. And if you want an, a good critique from me about a promotion, I want to see a completely different people. All of it. Not, you know, oh, they brought in Jeff Jarrett. I thought that was pretty cool. But I, Ruby Soho was there. Moxley was there. You know what I'm saying? It was awesome to see a totally different side of uh, Zack Ryder, who's going by uh, Cardona, yeah. Matt Cardona. But that was name, pretty yeah. cool. But I need I, I got to see more. I can't just cast my judgment on just that one pay-per-view. It wasn't yeah. bad, but it wasn't great either. I'm, I'm like, in the middle with it. Because, like, I, I thought outside of two matches, it was just awful. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, like I could have puked dur- during the during the Effie Jeff Jarrett match. 
<laughs> I, 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 re- I really could have. He's he's like a, a trailer park version of Dalton Castle. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, and I just... Yeah. You know, and, when and that main event, I, I wasn't a huge... I was looking forward to it. That's just the thing. You know what I'm saying? With the Briscoes, I, I, was, I was not impressed with it. No. I, I, was, I, was, I was very disappointed in that match, honestly. And, like, who, who was Nick Gage's partner? I didn't even know who he was. I'd never even heard of him. And, and I'd he never was, heard of him, but I heard he was a nice guy. <laughs> I heard he was a nice guy. I heard he's a really nice guy. He's, a, I guess, another hardcore uh, deathmatch dude. That's all I know. And, and, and pardon, pardon me for saying this, and if anyone wants to crucify me, I'll, you know, I'll allow it. Um, but, I, but I don't like the deathmatch style of wrestling. I don't. Let me, let me ask you, though. Do you prefer the death matches they do now or the death matches they did when Mick Foley and uh, Terry Funk did them? I, I, I preferred Mick Foley and Terry Funk. Now, what's I, the difference, though? Because, because, because Terry Funk and, Nick, and Mick Foley knew how to tell a story. They weren't, they weren't doing it to, um, to, to bash Just each to other in it. the head. In the yeah. head with stop signs and barbed wire, and you know, like I'll give you another example. Um, I was uh, I was I was young, but I was still a, a, a big ECW fan because it was so different. That that being said, I always hated when Sabu would do the barbed wire shit. I, I couldn't okay. I couldn't watch that. It was just. It was so grotesque and yeah. violence for the sake of violence and whatever the hell. But like when there was a story involved with with like a Terry Funk or Mick Foley or Undertaker and Mick Foley, I, I can I can completely dig that. I wish yeah. I wish Mick Foley hadn't taken years off of his life. Doing but, those matches, uh, yeah. But um. You know, but yeah, the the GCW and the and the and the um, CCW stuff, I can't I can't do it. Yeah, I mean it's a little hard to try to get into that, you know, especially not knowing anybody that's there. But I I, I wanted to give it a fair critique. I will critique that pay per view, which wasn't the greatest, um, even though they hyped the hell out of it. But and that card I, I, I just looks fantastic on paper. It did, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I got—I just got to see a little bit more of it to to accurately say, can they be the next ECW? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. So actually, uh, back to uh, back to SmackDown. Now I think we—I uh, think we were just about wrapped up with it. Yep. Um, yeah, we were going on the Rampage. Yes, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Rampage. Um, I actually gave it my uh, show of the week nod this this week. Um, my my high points um, for that were um, were the TNT Championship match, Sumi Guevara versus Isaiah Casti and Thunder Rosa. Um, 
Yeah, Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. Yep. What What about you, Elio? Those were my high points. Those two matches right there. Yeah, and then um, low point wise, um, please, please, somebody needs to explain to me what this FTW championship thing oh. is. Because, because, oh. like, I, I love, I love the match. Don't get me wrong. That counter that Ricky Starks did to the lethal injection, thing of beauty. Okay, what, what, but, but I have, I almost have to give this a low point, along with, um, along with Adam Cole and Evil Uno, just because, what can AEW do with an FTW title? I don't they haven't understand. done anything with it. <laughs> well, that's my that's my point because they say that it can't be, it's not recognized, and I know they did this with ECW, but ECW was the true outlaw, so they could do whatever they wanted. But yeah. AEW is not that kind of outlaw, so to me, they can't have an unrecognized FTW championship, and if it's unrecognized. Why are we having a, a title match? <laughs> right? Like, I just... Like, I could watch Ricky Starks, you know, all day long. And I, I've actually met Jay Lethal. He was the nicest individual you could ever meet in your life. But but it's just like... I couldn't get into it because I'm trying to figure out what, what in the hell they're trying to do with the FTW title. Nothing. <laughs> you know, like the the best thing that they can do with it, I think, would be to give it to Hook. Ew. Because at, at least <laughs> at, at, at least he had some sort of um, that's his daddy's belt, you know. <laughs> yeah, but but at least he at least it could get it could get him over more. And, um, you know, because it's like you said earlier, Tony, and I know we're, we're going back to your show a lot. And if, um, and please fans go and check that out. Uh, it was, it was a great time and, it was, um, yeah, and wrestling POV, you know, definitely give them a shout out if you haven't heard them before, but I, um, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. They, they got to explain it. They either got to explain it or do away with it. Because it's in yeah. the middle stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah. I think just do away with it. Because all that is is boosting Taz's ego. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain. You don't know about this. So I'm going to tell this story on your show. Um, I have a huge hatred for Taz. Even more. No, I'll take that back. I don't know Hook uh, uh, long enough to have that same level of hatred. But I hate Taz with every fiber in my being. And the reason why is because when I was wrestling, like I said, in, back in the day, Newbury Wrestling was where it was at back in the day as far as independent wrestling goes in, in the United States. And uh, we're all trying to make a name for ourselves. And there was a, a, a writer 
for I think is wrestling pro wrestling one or one wrestling dot com. This is when the internet started to happen. So uh, he was writing a story on my match. Loved it. But he compared me to Taz. He said I was the next Taz. He said this dude looks like Taz. And you didn't know about this, Elio? I didn't tell you about this? No, no, I'm saying I, I didn't uh, know. No, I didn't know this this story. Oh, I just know that you hate Taz. I just didn't know like this story. You didn't know that this is the reason. So oh, okay. then, um, I, as I'm going to these shows, I'm getting recognized as the guy that looks like Taz. I'm getting recognized as oh, this is supposed to be the next Taz. I'm getting recognized as that instead of me, my own person, and. It, it, it sucked because, like, when I was trying to go to these tryouts, they were like, oh, you're that next Taz dude, right? No, man. Damn. <laughs> but I've heard nothing but really bad stories about Taz. I'm not going to say from who. Uh, they weren't good at all. Um, but that that's my reason. That's my hatred for Taz is because it, through not – my whole career in wrestling, but most of it, it was compared to Taz, and I didn't want to be compared to him. I thought I was better. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't, it wasn't like a personal beef? It was born out of comparison? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can, I can understand I'll, I'll, that. I'll leave it at that point there. <laughs> I, I'm sensing there's more, but I'll hear about it off the air. Oh. But um, <laughs> but yes, I, I love this show. This is going very well. I believe that um, that's it for um, for Rampage as well. So that uh, brings our weekly coverage to an end. Yep, and we, we're leaving the DeLorean in the park to, to refuel for this week. Okay, very good. <laughs> So no time warp segments, but I was looking at uh, the wrestling TV app I have on my Fire Stick. There's a lot of stuff on there that's coming up. Oh yeah. Lord. Okay. We have, we, I... have, we have like Nick Foley, Steve Austin, Ricky Steamboat, whole bunch of Mid South. That that's awesome. I I love that. You know, it's always it's always funny because the the names that pop up in these main events for Mid South. <laughs> They're like WWE jobbers, so it's like I have to recalibrate <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I'm 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 much younger. I'm I'm 33, so it's like you know, I I know these guys as jobbers. If I if yeah. I do if I do know them, yeah. you know, because I started watching you know 91, 92, somewhere in there, wow. and. Um, you know, it's just like really that guy. That guy went up against demolition, or that guy went oh. up against you know somebody else. I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't even know it was like we covered a couple of the Japan shows from '91 that WBF had. I didn't even know these matches took place. Yeah, right. So uh, yeah, that's a time warp, which uh, there's a story there because that didn't start out as time warp. But... Um, I was following another podcast and they were covering like a different pay-per-view every week. 
I'm like, yeah. okay, I like this. So I took a list of all the pay-per-views, and then I'm like, we're going to have Ben's Homework Corner. Every week I'd give him a pay-per-view to watch, and then we'd review it. But then they discontinued their podcast. I'm like, well, now we, we have no more pay-per-views, and WWE Network was uh, moving to Peacock. And so that was messed up. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to start reviewing old stuff from 82, 83, and all those classic shows. No. Like Mid-South, North American, uh, North American Wrestling. Wow. Um, I think we did, yeah, like I said, the WF Japan shows. That's awesome. Yeah, so, like what I do is <laughs> I hate uh, reading out, uh, just reading off like results. So it's always fun when I can play like actual clips from these shows. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very fun. And then Ben's just sitting here like, wow. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I... I I consider myself somewhat, you know, a student of the game. Like, I, you know, but it's part of my personality. Like, if I, if someone says a word I don't know, like, that bothers me. So, it, it, like, it, or if I don't know what something means, I have to look it up. And that kind of, like, um, extends to wrestling. And because wrestling is so important to me in so many aspects of my life, it's like, when I get to learn something new, it's like, oh, that's really, really cool. So that's why that's why we created that segment. Yeah. That's cool. Because uh, at Wrestling Users, I had my own section on that site. I had my own history section. They decided, oh, well, we're going to take that away. We're going to discontinue that because they gave me this reason. You can only go so far with history. Wow. I'm like, I'm like what? What? History is the foundation of everything. What are I'm, you talking about? I'm like, why don't you just say your readers don't care about history? They only care about what's going on today. They don't care about the wrestlers that paved the way for today's superstars. Wow. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just do make my own history section on uh, our show. Absolutely. And there you go. Yep. Speaking of Speaking of history, Tony, you will be witnessing history because because of your involvement in our show this evening, you are pinning Elio and I against each other. Usually it's yeah. just me playing this game, and yeah. Elio, get, Elio gets to laugh at me when I get these wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, and I, there we go. That's uh, the perfect segue to this part of the show. All right, so, so now... According to how you guys do the show, on my show we do we call it a five second shuffle, where I only play five seconds of the song, but for your show you do ten seconds, right? Yeah. So yeah. we'll do that, and it's this time though it's going to be the first one to uh, what did we say? Eleven. So the first one to eleven wins. So this is bragging rights for you two guys. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so now who goes first, though? We're going to heads and tails? I don't have a quarter. I got <laughs> all the other. Well, Ben can go first. I can, I can. All right, so Ben will go first. Hold on. Let me get a piece of paper. I get a piece of paper. Hold on. All right. That way I can do a tally of who's winning on here. Okay, so. Again, how like I said, how I do it on my show, I just hit the shuffle button. I don't know what comes up. I'll play it for 10 seconds, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, so you ready, Ben? Yes, sir. All right, here you go. 
Seriously? Yes. Is this what we're doing? Uh, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, yes. All right. Now it goes to Elio. Ben's on the board with one. Goes to Elio. Here you go. Neville. Yes, Neville. Elio's now on the board. Now, now here's the thing. On our show, my show, there's a lot of softballs that get thrown out. Sometimes, like, straight, like, we'll get seven softballs in a row. It's fucking crazy. So far, two softballs. It's tied up at one. Goes to Ben. Here you go. Is that Matt Stryker? Yes, it's Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker. Oh, I almost gave the point to Elio. <laughs> now, no. right, well, let me ask you guys a question. <laughs> no, I gave it to you. <laughs> You're up two to one. Let me ask you guys a question. So if one person doesn't get it, can the other person steal? We've never done that, but do you want to try that? It's try your that. show, man. I'm just, I'm just doing – I'm playing – the game host right yeah, now. Yeah, we, we try that. Yeah. You want to try okay. that? Yeah. Cool. So, so y'all can steal now. Okay. If, if that's only if the person gets it wrong. All right. So now it is two to one. Ben. Wait. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Let me erase that from Elio. Shit. <laughs> I, I still gave Elio the damn point. All right. It's two to one. <laughs> Goes to Elio. Here you go. I'm a bad. Joey Janela. Yes, Joey Janela. Tied up at two goes to Ben. Here you go. Is that uh, Jonathan Coachman? It is. It is. Holy shit. I did not think he was going to get that, to be honest. Holy shit. Did you know what it was, Elio? Yeah. You are lying sack of shit. I knew what it was. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. I'm impressed. Okay. Uh, Ben's on the board with three. Elio, you got two, but you can tie it up with this one. Here you go. Seth Rollins. Yes, Seth Rollins. <laughs> All right, so now Elio's on the board with three. It's tied up at three. Goes back to Ben. Here you go. Oh, God. Um... Was it? Was that like seven? <laughs> no, that's a good guess, though. That is a good guess, Elio. Is that Sting? Steel. Is that Sting? No, it's Shark Boy. Dun, 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 dun. That was his old tune, man. 
But you were I, close, man. I was waiting for like the 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 the, the background sea yeah. sea noises and the shell yeah. And the yeah. Shell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it goes to Elio now. Here you go, Mamacita. Jesus. Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> yes, Eddie Guerrero. He's up four to three. Uh, goes back to Ben. Here you go. All right, Elio can steal this one. Here you go. Take it, Elio. Who who you got? Seth Ali. No, it's Gargano and Champa. DIY. Uh, goes to Elio. Goes right back to Elio. Right? Am I right? Yeah. Goes right back to Elio. Here you go, Elio. Here comes the money. <laughs> Here comes the money. There is talked about this guy today, Shane McMahon. Exactly. Yeah, Shane McMahon. You're up five to three. Goes back to Ben. Here you go, Ben. Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon, yeah. Up four. To, uh, five to four. Elio is up. Goes back to Elio. Here you go, Elio. Ethan Page. No, it is not. Ben, you want to steal this one? Uh, Chris Satlander, perhaps? Close, man. It's Sadie Gibbs from AEW. Oh, she she was only there for a cup of coffee. I exactly, exactly. All right, goes to Ben. Ben, here you go. Um, the Godfather, maybe? No, it's not. Elio for the steal. Is that the Rick Mother Martel? No, it was Ivory. Oh, Jesus. That's, <laughs> that's, that's almost as embarrassing as her holding the mic as she's getting tossed out of the women's table. <laughs> yep. All right, so it goes to Elio, right? Yep. All right, Elio, here you go. Is that Ricochet? No, it is not. Ben, you want to steal it? Uh, I don't know that one. Penelope Ford. See, okay. Now, now I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain, but I just have a question for you. Just <laughs> just because yeah. you, you're like a referee. <laughs> okay. well, what what do you think of AEW themes? 
Uh, they're not the greatest, I tell you that much. Because, like, seriously, outside of outside of Sting or Darby Allen or John Moxley, I can't recognize him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like Cody yeah. Rhodes. No, is I, I agree I know, with you. But like, it's like what? No, I agree. I do agree. It is hard to like try to soak in what their theme music is. Yeah. So, all right, goes to Elio. Yeah. Okay. Here you go, Elio. And I'm going to kick myself. You are going to kick yourself if you don't get this one. I'm going to blank. (laughs) God! I know. Holy, holy shit. Ben oh is God. like on the edge of his seat right now. What? Elio, come on. Just because, I'm, just because I'm your friend, I'm cheering for you. I don't. <laughs> I'm drawing the plane. Oh my God. Elio. You, you're going to pass? Yeah. Okay. Ben. The Usos. The Usos. When we go back to my show next week, Elio, you know I'm going to rag you on that, right? <laughs> and I'm tell you, right? That's, then that's after he got softballed like Shane McMahon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> exactly. It's tied up at five. It goes to Ben. Here you go, Ben. You can take the lead. It's the Booker Man, y'all. Can you dig it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> Can you yeah. dig it? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, that's Booker T, one of one of my all-time yeah. favorite wrestlers. But yeah. I have a I have a question. Uh-huh. You, I don't know if this will disqualify me from the point, but no, no, you you got it. You said Booker T. But when when did he ever use that theme? I think once. I could be wrong, but I think once he did. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> because uh, if he hadn't said his name, I I wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah. Yep. All right. So Ben, you were up six to Elio's five. Uh, goes to Ben. Ben can be up too. You ready, Ben? Yep. All right, here you go. Oh, God. I'm going to kick myself. You're going to uh, kick yourself in the ass if you don't get this one. Well, that would be anatomically impossible since I'm sitting in a wheelchair. Um, <laughs> but... Um, Oh, you said it, not me. <laughs> well, no, like I said, I'm not sensitive, so there you go. I know, I know. Um, I oh, think God. That's go well from my show to this show. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Who? Oh, um, yeah, pass. Oh, Elio with a steal. Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix, yes. Uh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, goes to Elio. Here you go. 
guys, Edge. Edge, yeah. When, when, did, he, when, did, when did he ever use a remix? I know, right? Not the remix. He, he uses his original, not this remix. All right. Uh, Elio is up by seven. Uh, he's up by seven. He's up seven to six. Goes to Ben. Here you go. Yes, Emma. It is tied up at seven. Goes to Elio. Here you go. Nyla Rose. No, it is not. Uh, ben for the steal. Oh, God. I have no idea. We've had this on my show. And it, nobody could ever guess it. And then when I say it, they're like, oh, fuck. It's Bear Country. From Man, uh, okay, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that Bear Country still has a job. Yeah, you and me both. I think I, they I, are I, the most mishandled tag team in AEW. I really do. Yeah. Um, it's still tied up at seven. It goes mm-hmm. to Ben, right? Just I believe so. Right? Yeah, yeah, because that was Elio's. Yeah. But yeah, it goes to you, Ben. Here you go. Is that uh, the Vaude Villains? Yes, the Vaude Villains. <laughs> is, is it weird that I was kind of assisted by your poster in the back? Because the one guy looks like a Rod Dillon character. That's, that's Miguel. That's, Miguel that's, Cole. Old friend, Cole. <laughs> that's, that's our uh, wrestling POV uh, painting someone did for us. Cool. Back, back, this one first started. All right. Uh, Ben's got eight. Elio's got seven. Goes to Elio. Elio can tie up with this one. Here you go. <laughs> You know what? Nah, we're not counting now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Taz. Taz, yes. Yeah. <laughs> up wow, and we, we mentioned about the show and we had this music shows up. Right? Oh my god. Alright, goes to Ben. Ben, here you go. So, you think you're untouchable? Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena. Yes, John Cena. You're up nine to eight. Goes to, to uh, Elio. Elio, here you go. <laughs> Down the top of the rooms. That one's Nyla Rose, yes. <laughs> Tied up at nine. Goes back to Ben. Ben, here you go. Is that doink? No, it's not. <laughs> Elio. Is that Jack Gallagher? Jack Gallagher, yes. 
Elio is up five to Ben's nine. Goes back to Elio. Elio can win it with this one, Ben. Here you go. Will it be another softball? We shall see. Here you go, Elio. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody's trying to scream into my shit. <laughs> Sorry. Here you go. Why is it in the, hold on a second. I'm sorry. Hold on. Somebody's looks like somebody's trying to stream onto my device. Get off. Oh, here we go. Let's try this. Oh. Technical difficulties abound, ladies and gentlemen. This never happened before. Hold on. Here you go, Elia. Oh. Oh. Really? <laughs> you don't know this one, Elio? <gasps> I'm gonna kick myself again. Yes, you are. Nothing? Nothing. All right, Ben, you want to take a stab at it? Yeah. Uh, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas, yes. Bo Dallas. It is tied up at 10. Goes to Ben. Wow, look at that. I'm a poet. Didn't know it. Ben could win it with this one. Are you ready, Ben? Yes. And this will be bragging rights for now until whenever I come back on and I'll mediate the show. The, the game again. <laughs> All right, here you go, Ben. Oh, God. Um, oh, dear. You might kick yourself for this one, too. Oh, God. Um... Pass. I don't know. No way. Elio could win it with this one. Elio. I know what is our. No, it is not. It's Apollo Cruz. Okay. <laughs> All right. Goes to Elio. Actually, Elio could win it with this one. Here you go, Elio. Reach from the sky. Scorpio Sky? Yes, Scorpio Sky. I I will say this. That on this show, I will have to say about 90% of the songs were AEW. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. But right? I did I did much better than I've been doing in our uh, in our own versions of this game lately, lately, lately I came back. Yeah, but you know what? Did. It was a close game. This was a close game. At first, I thought it was going to be a wash, but then it was back and forth, back and forth. A lot of softballs, though. A lot of softballs. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I agree. We came though, but Elio's got bragging rights now. 
Right. Who's got bragging rights now? All right, Ben. See you bringing show to close. Very good. All right. So, for my co-host, Ben, our special guest, Tony Diaz, I'm Elio, and we will talk to you all next week. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night, and thanks for tuning in to this special edition of the BNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. Colossal, we come these renegades in a ring.